the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. A lot to cover today. I feel like after the long weekend, the Chinese balloon weekend, we should probably talk Chinese balloons, Chinese spy balloons, but I don't know. I feel like I, I answered this question. I covered this ground. Uh, you go back, go to, you know, it's the Pro-America Report. Go to ProAmericaReport.com. You click through or go to SoundCloud or other places. You'll find last week I described as soon as it broke, I think it was Friday. I said, uh, hey, look, here's what's going on with the spy balloon. Um, we got a problem with the Chinese regime. Again, it's not the regime. Uh, it's not the Chinese people. It's not foreign people. It's the communist regime, the system of the communist Chinese goes against what we can possibly have in our neck of the woods. It just can't be that way. It cannot be allowed. And we have to stop it. That's the Monroe Doctrine. I told you last week, that's what the Monroe Doctrine is all about. And we got to do that. And I think you saw that basically Biden was shamed into it. Biden was shamed into it by the coverage and now they're lying and thieving and trying to say, oh, my gosh, what is it? Uh, you know, oh, boy, look, we might there might have happened. There might have been balloons that went over during Trump's era. It's just nonsense. What happened in this case is that the balloons, there may have been balloons that have gone over edges of America. You know, at the point if if you're if the, it's skirting along the the uh, the international uh, portions of off the coasts and goes in a little bit and then it stops. But in this case, it went across Montana. Nobody's saying anything went across Montana in the past. So it's all a bit of a, a lie, and it just is terrible. And But here's the great thing. Over the weekend, everybody paired TikTok and the balloon, the spy balloon and TikTok. So maybe we'll get rid of both. We shot down the spy balloon. Maybe we'll get rid of TikTok, which, again, would be great to do, not because only, not only because the communist regime is stealing our data, you know, getting it from TikTok, but because the communist regime is brainwashing our kids and ourselves through TikTok. 100 million people? Is that how many? 80 million people? Are on TikTok seeing that crap and 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 being fed the wrong stuff over and over again by uh, the algorithms. They have a special button. Remember this TikTok. It's called the heat button that they can figure out what they want to make you see more of. And do you think that they're making you see more of how to be good at algebra, how to do your calculus homework, how to be smart about computing, how to be smart about personal finance? No. It's all the silliness you saw, all the terribleness you saw, and all the, you know, even some of the, the terrible you know, trans stuff. So anyway, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. There is a piece, and it ran, um, I guess it ran about a week ago. So it's not so recent, maybe almost two weeks ago. Our friend Todd Benzman, who we're going to talk to in a moment, and I've been talking to him offline, and I've been saying, Todd, you have to write a column, and the title has to be Lies, Damned Lies, and Biden's border statistics. Now, that's a play on the phrase, the Mark Twain phrase. Mark Twain said there's there's three types of uh, lies, lies, damned lies, and statistics. And the joke there is that statistics are used to lie to you. Well, in this case, it's lies, damned lies, and Biden's border statistics. Because in about a week, we're going to be fed, and we're already hearing, 
Kamala Harris has talked about it. Joe Biden is probably going to talk about it in the State of the Union. He's going to say, we're doing better. We're lowering the numbers. Look at the numbers. And in a week or so, they're going to report the January numbers for the border. And they're going to report something like 50,000, which is the same level as uh, Trump had when Trump left office. They're going to say 50,000 encounters at the border instead of 280,000, which is what happened in December. Except it's a lie. Lies, damn lies, and Biden's border statistics. Because what they're doing is they're going to change the data. They're going to report it in a different way. And if you read, so I wanted, uh, I wanted Todd Benzman to do a piece on this and he actually has already written one. I, I, he said, I already wrote that, Ed. It was a few weeks ago. Go find it. And then he sent me a link and it was in Newsweek. And the, the fact is that the, they're going to, and they announced this. They announced it on January 5th. The largest group of immigrants that are crossing this uh, Haitians, Cubans, Venezuelans, and Nicaraguans each year will, they will forego their illegal plans and instead they'll go online. And they'll be eligible for humanitarian parole. And there'll be an internet portal to allow them to get a humanitarian parole. And when they do that, voila, they'll be able to be, they won't be reported as being illegally coming across the border in the same way when the numbers get reported. So you will lose, it looks like he says at one point, Venezuelans, you'll lose, go from 1,100 down to 100 because 1,000 of them will be able to just, they're still coming. They're still crossing. They still are. The, the, the non-lie is the total number that are crossing the border, right? The, the truth, as we call it, the non-lie, the truth is that the number crossing is 1,100. But the lie, meaning the, Borden, uh, the Biden border statistic, will be 100. The other 1,000 will be hidden in this CBP-1 program, this portal, an internet portal that will allow people to get what's called humanitarian parole humanitarian parole meaning they just sign up somewhere else and they're off the hook they're not reported and will they ever show up for court who knows will they ever stay in the system are they using their real name who knows none of that is known but why is this important for the same reason that everything else is important it will be positioned to the public by the narrative machine the narrative machine big government which has engineered this you know houdini uh, todd benzman calls it a houdini uh, move Big government and then big media and big tech will come along and, and allow Biden and the administration to say, look, look what we did. We're cracking down. We're holding the border. We're being responsible. And for a whole bunch of Americans, they'll look up and they won't know any better. They won't have any way to know what the uh, uh, Todd Benzman teaching has taught us. They won't have any way to know that there's such a thing as humanitarian parole that is hiding the numbers. And they'll think. Perhaps that it's oh they're doing better, and you can bet your bottom dollar that in a in a debate when he's running for re-election because he will, Joe Biden will say oh look at me let me tell you I'm doing such a good job I'm doing such a good job that I I really I, I drove these numbers they went up for a while but I drove these numbers down at the border at the border eleven hundred a day were coming Venezuelans now it's down to a hundred a day not because the numbers are down still eleven hundred. Just they're hiding the thousand number in another statistic. Lies, damned lies, and Biden's border statistic statistics. You can't make this stuff up. But if we describe it enough, if we describe it enough, 
perhaps, perhaps if we describe it enough, perhaps people will see what's happening. They'll see what's happening. They'll know what's happening and they'll say, oh, I'm not going to tolerate that. Maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm not confident because I'm not confident that you can beat the, uh, the narrative machine. I think the narrative machine is pretty strong and I think you're going to be up against it, but that's the deal. And I'll put this piece up on uh, social media and you can see it, but you need to learn this, um, learn this, uh, Biden border statistic lie. Learn it so you can tell people, oh, yeah, that's not better. They didn't do better. The numbers are not better. They're worse. They're just hiding it. They're just hiding it through the humanitarian parole secure Internet portal, the humanitarian parole portal. It's called CBP1. CBP1. It sounds like it's like it's high tech. It's high tech. The Customs and Border Protection, CBP1. We got a portal. It's going to make it easy. Humanitarian parole. So you sign up here. We make it look like not as many are coming to the border. And the system still is not going to ever do uh, as well. Ask Todd again. But, I mean, he gets so upset about it. They're they're never going to do internal once you're in the country. They're never going to do the internal uh, return of people. We just don't do it. Americans just don't do it. We don't believe in doing that. So it's the the reality is once they're in, they're going to stay. And that's the game. All right. That's what you need to know today. Not very exciting, not very uplifting, I know, but it is what you need to know. So there you have it. All right. We're going to talk in a few moments with, uh, excuse me, with uh, Cynthia Hughes. We'll get an update on January 6th. She's the uh, founder and president of the PatriotFreedomProject.com, PatriotFreedomProject.com. And then we'll talk with Todd Benzman also. He, of course, is Center for Immigration Studies. We'll get all that covered and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com and sign up for the Daily Wink. What you need to know, the email that comes out 8 a.m. East Coast time, 5 a.m. Pacific time, each Monday through Friday. Be right back. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with Cynthia Hughes of the Patriot Freedom Project. She's the founder and the president of the Patriot Freedom Project. PatriotFreedomProject.org. PatriotFreedomProject. No, dot .com. Sorry, I do that all the time. Dot, uh, dot .com. And um, Cynthia, welcome back. How are you? Hi, Ed. Thank you for having me back. And um, yes, it's so- PatriotFreedomProject.com. Yeah, dot .com. Sorry or, about that. Do you have dot or, .org? Do you own dot .org? I have a Yes, we do have a .org. It's dueprocessdenied.org, where you can find out all the information about our upcoming docuseries and see the trailer. And very soon, you'll be able to see the first episode in the docuseries about this human travesty called the January 6th family. I wanted to ask you about that. I met somebody, well, I can tell you, Michael Pack, who was a is a very successful documentary, a documentary creator with his wife, Gina. Um, they did a great documentary on uh, Clarence Thomas in his own words. It's really cool. Um, and he said, to, I heard him complaining, actually. He said, you know, and he, he wasn't complaining about the topic. He was just saying, there's lots of people doing documentaries on January 6th. It's like 10 of them. And he's like, you know, we need to do more documentaries on other stuff. And he was kind of talking. He's an artistic type, lovely guy, really good guy he was a trump appointee uh but you were clarifying to me yeah 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 there's lots of people trying to explain january 6th 
The interesting thing about the docu-series that you've been working on is that it's about the families and that it's a very different approach. It's not, you know, here's the flagpole, here's the stairs, here's a flashbang. This is about the families and the impact of what's happened sort of since January 6th, right? Yes. Yes. Our documentary, our docu-series, if you will, is about, you know, the families, the impact, the financial impact emotional impact um the separation between you know families and defendant or detainee um the impact of the children and uh you know and what the long-term effects you know could look like in this so we felt with all the documentaries that are out here you know talking about what happened on january 6th and i i said it's very important that we have those documentaries they need you know, they need to tell the stories of what actually happened there at the Capitol. Um, there's nothing out here that talks about, you know, the, the you know, the, the humanitarian crisis in this. And that's with the wives and the children. And so, you know, Ed, I've always been very passionate about helping, you know, these women and these children. And as you and I have gotten, you know, uh, you know, to become close friends, you've learned a lot about my life. And, and, and so, you know, it's important for me um, to pay it forward. And, and, and do my part now, because when I had my issues in life, I had some good people around me. And, uh, and now I'm in a position to, to help people that, that might have walked in my shoes already. So, um, so that's what we're doing here through Patriot Freedom Project. Well, and one, of the things that, yeah, one, one of the things I want to clarify on that is that um, PatriotFreedomProject.com, and it's a 501c3, so everything's tax deductible. And although some, some, a, a good number of dollars that's raised have gone to help lawyers, because a lot of these uh, mostly men that are in jail need lawyers, but a lot has been done to help uh, the families. Like you've got people that are, I, I, I often say on when I do radio interviews, because and I do full disclosure, I both help Cynthia with the Patriot freedom project but also in this docuseries but i tell people i'm like these people are not the rich people these people are like working veterans and their families and so they're not worried about their mortgage or their third lake home they're worried about rent and they're worried about you know food and they're worried about their car not not which car their one car and how do you keep it going so it makes a huge deal when you Cynthia and the Patriot Freedom Project can say hey you know here's $500 uh, for you to travel to your husband's trial or to uh, to cover the the cost of things so it's important now uh, back for one second um to this due process denied i've heard you talk a lot about it i know you're going to be in uh Baltimore area uh this week for an event um, but how do you describe to people um, why that's happening? I mean, by now you're half a lawyer, even though you've never been, you know, your family's in law enforcement, your husband, your dad. But but um, now you kind of seen this. How do you describe to people what due process doesn't look like any due process at this point? No, I mean, it, first of all, I, I I think the biggest issue for me is this. Let's let's just break it down very quickly. If you went to the Capitol on January 6th and you had bad intentions and you committed a very heinous act against another person, be it a police officer, another person there, whatever the case, if you damaged the building, if you broke something, okay, it has to be addressed. It has to be addressed with reason in, you know, in the court systems. Um, so, so here's where the breakdown comes in. You have people that don't have a criminal history you have people that didn't commit a violent crime like my nephew tim my nephew tim does not have criminal history 
Right. Um, he committed no acts of violence that day. He assaulted nobody that day. He's a bombastic, um, you know, uh, big personality, uh, likes to push buttons. He, you know, he's, he thinks he's a comedian and sometimes he is and sometimes he's just a jerk. Right. But I'll say this, Ed, he doesn't belong behind bars. He is over two years behind bars. He was denied due process for almost over a year, for 16 months. He didn't go to trial until April of 2022. He was arrested in January of 2021. He did not get sentenced until September of 2022. And now he sits in a prison here in New Jersey for God knows how long on a nonviolent crime, basically on a charge of trespassing. It is outrageous that this government, this DOJ, these judges, this prosecution are allowing this charade to go on. This is very dangerous for our country and, and what you know lies ahead in the future and the message that it is sending. And you're seeing mothers being ripped away from their, their children. You're seeing mothers going to jail. Let's talk about Rachel Powell, okay? She's a mother of eight. She's a very eccentric woman. She, um, you know, homeschooled her children. That's not a crime. That's not a crime in America yet, right? I mean, that's one of the things. Like, no, you know, true. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. Um, you know, she's, uh, she's you know, uh, raised her children on a farm, um, you know, um, is a vegan, a vegetarian, um, you know, has animals on her property. I mean, she's just, she's a very... Um, you know, old school, eccentric, you know, type of woman raising eight children. Two of those children are very young. I mean, she's got a six-year-old daughter. Now, she did something bad at the Capitol. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to downplay it. She broke a window. She's wrong. Uh, she should not have done that. I believe Rachel got caught up in the moment. I don't think Rachel acted with malice or bad intentions. She got caught up in the crowd. She was going through uh, a divorce when uh, she went to the Capitol and she had, you know, hooked up with some people. I believe that when you're, when you're going through, you know, um, a life change, you know, especially a hard one or a negative one, you know, you, you gravitate towards things that you think make you feel better or make you feel good. She lives with a lot of guilt and wishes that, you know, she never made the choice to break out a window. She doesn't regret going to the Capitol, but she wishes that she didn't break that window. What's going to happen when she goes to court. Um, her trial's coming up. She's charged with the, you know, 1512, the obstruction of an official proceeding. Um, what's going to happen to her children? She's already had to sell her home because she was getting threats and people were leaving notes and, you know, surrounding her home where her children live. She eventually had to move her children in with her father until she could sell her house and, you know, make, uh, you know, a home safe for her children. I mean, do you hear the things that I'm telling you? Is yeah. is this the country that we want to live in? Right. Um, you know, you're talking about a mother of eight children. This is what these kids know. You're going to see Rachel's story in in uh, in our documentary, our docuseries, and you're going to hear from some of her children. And when you see her daughter, you know, describing her relationship with her mom and and the relationship between you know her you know her siblings and and, and their family it, and what, what stands out to me about her daughter's, uh, you know, testimony, if you will, you're going to notice she just cracks her knuckles. She's such a nervous wreck while she, she's talking and she's trying to keep it together. She's so petrified her mother is going to go to jail. And I'll tell you, Ed, when we got done filming 
you know, that day and that, yeah. that family. Right. That poor kid broke down. Like, I can't even tell you, she ran out of the room and I had to, you know, I, myself and another uh, family member ran after her to embrace her and reassure her and hug her and let her know, you know, things are going to be okay. This is a temporary moment in your life, but I don't know how this judge is going to justify ripping a mother away from eight children, two grandchildren for breaking a window, for breaking a window, window. for breaking a window. She's, uh, yeah, it's it's um Cynthia Hughes, uh, PatriotFreedomProject.com. Sorry, I'm running out of time. I want to tell people all across um, Cynthia's a, a, a mom herself, a wife um, and um, and has is out on the stump talking to people about January 6th, uh, a bunch of different political types, but also she'll be down in. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's oh Towson Towson, which is down towards uh, Maryland, on uh, February seventh, Tuesday night, um, to do an event there. If you're in that part of neck of the woods, when we send this out to folks, uh, let them know. But if you're interested, you can see the flyer up on our social media, and then also go to PatriotFreedomProject.com, and you can give a contribution and support uh, Cynthia's work out there. And this important, you can hear it in her like she's um she's she's in this for all the right reasons. And uh, and I and the big the big thing for me, Cynthia is uh. Not just notwithstanding being angry, um, helping people not get bitter because the bitterness will just eat, 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 eat people up, eat us up instead of helping steer it towards something that's meaningful. So um, thank you for coming back on for the update. We will talk uh, next week. Good luck at the event in Maryland, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. All right. We'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. Don't forget, go to phyllisschlafly.com. You can see all these uh, interviews linked there. And I'll put this one up on social media again, patriotfreedomproject.com. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Time to check in with Todd Benzman, who's been a very busy man. Uh, finally, I don't know if the world's catching up to him or uh, he's catching the world. I don't know what it is, but a lot going on. He's got a new piece over in uh, in the New York Post, and the title is like ripped from his first book uh, about the national security issues. Iranian smuggled in car trunk shows a security threat from our open border. Welcome back, Todd Benzman, the national security fellow at the uh, Center for Immigration Studies. Um, man, you were right on this one, but uh, what's the reaction been to this story? Are, 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 is there any change? Anybody adjusting? I don't really know. Uh, and there's not been a lot of reaction. I'm going to say that, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, interest in the piece. You know, obviously it, it rings true. I mean, it's uh, coming from Texas DPS. We have photos and it happened. We don't know who the guy is really, uh, what he was doing here, why he was sneaking into the truck in the trunk of a car. But, you know, the broader point is that I'm trying to make is that, you know, listen, this is not about Central Americans trying to strictly about trying to come in here and work. Uh, there's a, another side to this. And I, I feel it's an obligation to point that out every time I can. And this was one of those points. One of those times. Uh, uh, Todd Benzman is our guest. I mentioned he's a National Security Fellow over at the Center for Immigration Studies, uh, CIS.org. His first book a couple years ago was called America's Covert Border War. It's available wherever you buy books. The the untold story of the nation's battle to prevent jihadist infiltration through the border. Um, And uh, I talked about it all the time because it's a really interesting and helpful book. And now we're living through it. His next book, which is out in the the coming days, Overrun, uh, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. 
U.S. history. Uh, both of these from Post Hill uh, Press. Um, Todd, uh, Europe is starting to have a problem with <laughs> migrants and they're having they're fighting over it. And they're actually talking about spending money. I don't know how close you track this, um, which they, they've never wanted to spend money on fences in the EU budget. And they're talking about doing that because they can't control the migrants. And I laughed out loud when I think I saw the number was one hundred thousand coming into some nation, maybe Italy in a, in a nine month period, hundred thousand. That's like a that's like a week in in America right, right now. I, I mean, right. it, 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 it is the is the crisis? Um, is it finally getting some attention? It, it, the House U.S. House is paying attention, but are you seeing more uh, real attention, or is it still the same game? Well, I think the House is going to give it attention. We've already had the first uh, Judiciary Committee hearing on the border. Uh, I was very glad to see that happen. It's going to be the first of many to come. Right. So, uh, you know, we are paying attention to it. Uh, there is not the legislative muscle, in my opinion, to do anything about it other than to prepare the nation for 2024 with information. So, uh, and then the European, in the European context, you know, that, that is funny. You make a great point. They're, you know, you know, gnashing their teeth and rending their clothing over a hundred thousand. Uh, wasn't that long ago, uh, that they had several million cross yeah. in 2015, yeah. big crisis there. And, uh, there was a big fight over that. And the European powers have all learned their lesson from that. That's why you're, you're seeing purchase actual traction on some pretty tough kind of Trumpian, if you will, uh, policies over there to to slow that down. So, uh, you know, maybe that'll be us in four or five years uh, <laughs> after we've had 10 million. And, but yeah. that's what it takes. The other yeah. thing is that the Europeans suffered a rash of terror attacks from those migrants that after they crossed the border, Paris uh, in right. 2015, Brussels after that, and just up. nonstop. Yeah, sobered them up. Yeah, yeah, sobered them up a bit. Although it didn't change much of the, uh, uh, it didn't. You know, it, it took Maloney winning in Georgia, who is relatively, uh, you know, relatively strong on the position to to get them even really talking about it. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's anything really sobered them up. Uh, but back to the states. Um, this story that was in the post uh, that you have, um, Iranian. Uh, on the FBI terrorism watch list. Oh no, he he wasn't on the terrorism's uh, watch list. Is that is that right? Right. The the issue there is Fox initially reported him on the watch list. Oh. And then more information came in that said that the CBP actually made a mistake initially. So he's not on the watch list. And of course, liberal media and punditry went went like, ah, who cares then? You know, uh, that's just not a big deal then. But I just wanted to circle back here and say, uh, yes, it is a big deal uh, because he was in the trunk of the car. He wasn't turning himself in openly saying who he was uh, and what he was all about. He's about 30 years old, military age, uh, you know, very well could be some kind of a spy. Maybe he's not. The point being is that the Iranians have vowed for the last three years vengeance upon the United States for the drone strike of a couple of years ago of General Hassan Soleimani of the IRGC, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps in Al-Quds. Uh, Trump killed him, and they have been telling us ever since, we're going to get you back. Uh, that's the problem. That's one of the problems 
with having Iranians sneaking around. Um, we're talking with Todd Benzman again. Todd Benzman's uh, next book is called Overrun. It's uh, how Joe Biden's unleashed the greatest border crisis in U.S. history. Uh, Post Hill Books again. Um, uh, Todd, do you um, do you think at this point that is there any way to um, like a serious way, not just guessing or and maybe maybe, you know, your experience is enough of, of the uh, experience of the way. But if 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 one person snuck through in a, a trunk, I mean, is there a way to say, well, there are at least eight others or 27 others? Or in other words, can you run a like a math problem, an algorithm on when we know we got a hundred thousand uh, encounters we know we generally have two to one for gotaways, which are ones that don't get encountered. And therefore, if we know that we caught one person in a trunk, I mean, do you have some way to be serious and say if one person got through in a trunk or got caught in a trunk, we probably have 10, 20, 50 uh, uh, that are national security threats coming through? Or is that just too con- too much conjecture? I think there's a lot of conjecture in that. But what okay. what what is but I would bet a few paychecks on the fact that terrorist uh, people who are on the watch list absolutely got through in this one and are running around the country somewhere. And, uh, you know, somebody proved me wrong on that. But, you know, we've had almost, we've we've had 300,000 gotaways. That's always an undercount just in the last three, four months. And that's in addition to the million and a half, uh, 1.7 million in the last year and a half before that, we're looking at like 2 million people that are just running around the country. We have no idea who they are. And we're certainly not tracking them down because we don't do interior deportation anymore. Right. So they're all here. And that some of them are uh, on the watch list or uh, should be on the watch list. We're going to find out over time. Now, we have uh, on this program some of the most informed uh people about the border because we have Todd Benzman almost every week, maybe every 10 days on the show. So it helps, but I do want to do it again um, because when you watch the ability of the government to roll out a number and the media to help them see the number as all encompassing. And my best example is recently the jobs number it makes everybody go, Oh, everything's great. You know, jobs are, and well, there's a lot of reasons the jobs number was, was not, we're not worried about that now, but we should stay prepared it will be in the next couple of weeks that the new number comes out for January, right? Of the in, of the of the um, uh, of the what um, encounters, and it's going to be not by design much lower, right? This is what we we talked about about two weeks ago. To walk me through that again, what? Well, that's only about ten days in the future, I think. That's right. Um, well, they're already starting to. They can't even wait until the numbers. They are already. President's making comments. You're going to have Kamala Harris come out here tomorrow, probably talking about it. Uh, You're going to start hearing it. It's just not true. Just as many people are getting in, they just rechanneled them to a different statistics sheet. Right. And what I mean by that is they're going to they're going to tell you that fewer people illegally crossed in January. Right. Numbers should be out here pretty soon, Uh, but. What they've done is trickery. Uh, they have I- incentivized hundreds and thousands of immigrants who are still on the other side to come through ports of entry by promising them two-year work permits 
inside the United States. I mean, this is about as lucrative as you can get. I mean, that is a golden chalice to the entire world. We're going to let you in with two-year work permits legally over the ports of entry. So just as many people, but yeah, the, the, the fact is, is that in a year or two, all of them will lapse and become illegal. So you just won't have seen it. Uh, you won't see the big Fox News drones. You'll just see them counted in some other kind of category. So, uh, but they're going to say that the only category that matters is illegal immigration, not how many are coming in. And I would argue that for labor markets and everything else, all the, the unfunded uh, burdens uh, that, that are going to, that are already uh, being put on cities and states from this thing will go on and worsen. Right. I'm working on a piece right now uh, where I've just scoured Mexican media. It, I should have this out tomorrow. Uh, and, you know, the Mexican uh, landscape is just filled with just tens upon tens of thousands of people coming in and waiting to get their hands on one of these things. Uh, and they're causing a lot of problems down there in Mexico but all of them eventually will make their way through the pipeline into the country unless there's litigation. There is litigation, big litigation that shuts it down. Yeah. Um, Todd Benzman, again, is our guest. Todd, may I suggest a title and a column idea for you because it'll get more attention from you. It should be called Lies, Damned Lies, and Biden's Border Statistics which is a play on the phrase popularized, of course, by Mark Twain in uh, one of his books about uh, lies, damn lies and statistics. And my point is we got to get people to understand because, as you know, the fake news media will cover it as if it's like the greatest, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden's doing just all the right things in the heartland. You know, the heartland is going to say, oh, wow, look at that. He's fighting to seal up the border. Meanwhile, every uh, 501c3 that has a has a charter that can touch the migrants is going to get paid uh, to handle the multimillion uh, migrants that are coming through so that's my idea todd todd i know you don't need more ideas on writing but you know that's what we do <laughs> radio hosts say that and then and then finish an interview while i while i can uh by the way it's toddbensman.com his website toddbensman.com you'll see his book overrun uh which is coming out is it it's out in like a couple of weeks right technically it's out on february 21st so just yes uh, two weeks yes it now. should hit so- yeah, that's great. And that's time timely. But maybe America's covert border war, if you don't have that on your shelf, I do. Uh, you should get it because it will explain to you uh, the untold story of the nation's battle to prevent jihadist infiltration. Well, it's not really being prevented anymore. So it's kind of a history book. But uh, but anyway, Todd, thank you. We'll talk again very soon. Thanks very much. Thank you. All right. Todd Benzman, everybody. The best out there right now in the middle of it. And uh, read him whenever you can. I'm glad the Post had him on uh, this column. And uh, also CIS.org. You can uh, track his stuff. Uh, the Center for Immigration Studies has posts all of his things, uh, his writings and blogs there. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast launched by Phyllis Schlafly, who served as an articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Upholding that legacy and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. After throwing the 2020 presidential election to Joe Biden by suppressing the damaging truth about Biden that was on social media, the deceitful deep state is going all out to prevent Donald Trump from winning in 2024. 
Just before Christmas, the Trump-hating House Select Committee on January 6th announced a so-called referral of criminal charges against Trump relating to a day that most Americans have long since forgotten. The driving force behind the referral was the sanctimonious Congressman Jamie Raskin, Democrat of Maryland, whose own teacher, Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, called him out for conducting an unconstitutional witch hunt. As Dershowitz pointed out, Congress's job is to legislate, and the House has no authority to recommend criminal charges against anyone. To his credit, Trump was unfazed by the two-bit political actors who lingered on their anti-Trump stage before being dispersed by the incoming House GOP majority just two weeks later. Trump explained on Truth Social, These folks don't get it that when they come after me, people who love freedom rally around me. It strengthens me. Yet all the Wyoming rejected Liz Cheney had to say on the matter is that Trump's unfit for any office. Her tantrum was filled with invective that should be applied to herself rather than to Trump. After all, she was humiliated by her own constituents in her landslide primary defeat last August, and she embarrassed herself further by supporting these meaningless criminal referrals. It's a sad truth that establishment politicians are well-versed in the art of throwing well-calculated tantrums for the television cameras. When most of these politicians talk about fighting for their constituents, they're talking about the five-year-old petty sibling kind of fighting. What Americans really need is fighters who will employ our constitutional representative system to reject bad policy and pass sound legislation that will benefit the American people. Will the new Congress be fighters or tantrum throwers? Only time will tell. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we think it's time to take Washington back from the power brokers. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're organizing a grassroots movement to stand against the deep state bureaucrats who control government. For the latest strategies, go to phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, we've got just a couple of minutes. Uh, let me uh, finish up by explaining to you the facts of political life. The facts of political life. Um, Joe Biden is running for re-election. Any of the coverage by anyone who is telling you different is just silly. It may be wishful thinking. It may be that there's people out there that wish he wouldn't run on his own side. But if you're right now, Joe Biden, you have had success in office in your estimation on your priorities big spending lots of judges and no major gaffes the same gaffes that you had when you ran for office you've had it the whole time the chances that you're going to get people to suddenly say to you that it's um now unacceptable for your family to act the way they're acting when they've done it for 50 years very slim very slim. When uh, when Joe Biden was recently at the uh, uh, DNC meetings, there were four more year chance in the crowd. Trust me, a, a bird in the hand when someone has uh, got the president in office, they know how to get to him to get appointed. They know how to get to him to get lobbying. They know how to do whatever. It's so obvious. And if you're Joe Biden for 50 years, 
people have told you, oh, you can't run for president. You won't win. You're a plagiarist. Your family's corrupt. And he did it. He did it. He did it. And he and his wife are not going to walk away from that. They're not going to say, now I want to go into retirement. No way. Now, something could happen dramatically that means someone wants to get him out of the race. But it's everything it looks like he's in a position where, and they're going to run a a so-called Rose Garden strategy. They won't let him out except in control, which is easy to do. You can control the environment when you're the president of the United States really well. The media will be friendly, obviously. The intelligence community will be friendly, obviously. And you now have the media and the, the rhinos, the moderate Republicans, saying Trump can't beat Biden. If they really believe that, and I think they do, they're going to want Biden to be the, uh, Trump to be the nominee. So they're, they believe that Biden, uh, Trump can't beat Biden and that the rhinos and everyone are saying that. And so the Democrats and the media are going to make sure that Trump is the candidate and Trump is going to make sure he's the candidate. And so if you're Biden, you're saying, don't tell me I'm too old. He's too old also. He's running. He's running, which is kind of bad for the country because he might win. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch. And it means Trump is a nominee and it means it's going to be a wild time. So there you have it. Just don't believe anyone when they tell you Biden might not run. He's running. Uh, all right. We got to run ourselves. Thank you to Noah Dingley, the great uh, producer. And also a thank you to Ryan Haidt, our associate producer. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>